Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rating review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Leading Behind the Scene. This month, you guys know, we have been talking to some amazing women who have built successful, thriving businesses. And of course, I had to include myself in that mix, right? I was like, I'm interviewing all these amazing women, but um, girl, you're an amazing woman too that has built a wildly successful, thriving business. So you need to interview yourself. And then I said, that won't be fun. So let me call my dear good friend, Maria Moore. And you guys have heard from her before. She's been a guest host on the show. Absolutely love her. And I was like, would you interview me? Because I think that would be pretty dope to do. And so here we are. We are just about to dive into my origin story, a little bit of my history and how I built the business. But I am excited to turn it over to Maria. Hey, Maria, welcome back to the show. Hey, Gwendolyn, how are you today, ma'am? I am fantastic. I am excited and I think I'm a little bit nervous too because I'm like, I don't know what Maria is going to ask me and I'm just going to totally wing it and be off the cuff because this is what I do. I just be out here in these streets, (laughs) y'all. Listen, I am so thrilled that you asked me who thought of little old me to interview you. This is going to be good. So let's get into it. I know that these questions are going to wow your listeners. So let's just dive in. Okay, so let's go way back. Let's go back, back in time a little bit. Oh, how far are we going back? <laughs> Listen, Gwendolyn as a little girl, right? You know, tell us about your early life, the upbringing that you had. Um, I want to hear about that. What are some of those experiences that shaped little Gwendolyn to be who Big G, <laughs> as you know, your close friends know you today? So I want to hear all about that. Oh my gosh, that is such a loaded question. So when you think about me as a little girl, my childhood, I was born to a single mom. And I was considered a latchkey kid. So I was the kid, mom had to work, nobody else at home, very strict rules. You have a key to the house, you know exactly the path to take to school to get home. When you get home, lock the door, don't answer the door. So I was a latchkey kid. So I learned very early on how to be independent, which is a huge part of kind of who I am today and probably why I thrive so well as an entrepreneur. And then, you know, mom always had us in church. So Sunday school, singing in the choir, all the things as a little girl. So I don't know. What else you want to know? I like it. Mama said, hey, you go here, you be back at this certain time being now. That's right. I love that because I still see pieces of that in you today. (laughs) Yes. But okay. So from the little girl, Gwendolyn, to who she is today, 
when did you know or how did you know what sparked that interest in the field that you're in right now with managing and operations and strategy and building businesses? What helped you to see that that's what you wanted to do? So in the younger years, one thing that I don't think a lot of people know about me is that I had the opportunity to go to a business high school. So I started in teenage years learning about marketing and operations and how to type. So I was typing 90 words a minute before I even came out of high school. So that's where my introduction to it came. And I remember senior year as part of graduation, we were required to work. So we had to do a work study program. And my first job was at the Palmer House Hilton Hotel in downtown Chicago. So for those of you who are here in Chicago, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And Palmer House was like a big deal back then. It's still a big deal today. But I had a chance to work at the Palmer House and I got a chance to rotate working in every area of the hotel. Wow. And so I absolutely loved it, all except for the housekeeping, because I realized, yeah, I'm not all that great at making beds. <laughs> you know, it's a certain way they want them corners tucked. And yeah, your girl ain't got no time for that. So, <laughs> but I love working in the kitchen only because you got to eat all the great food that the chef was making. You got to taste test. So, you know, me and you are foodies. We love a good high end restaurant. So right. that started super early on. But when I got to the business office, that's where I just really fell in love. And I was like, oh, I like this. Like there's so many different moving parts. You're helping all the people, you know, one department needs this, another department needs that. And so keeping all the pieces together and that combined with my experience and education from the high school just gave me this love for business. And so my first job out of high school was in a law firm as a receptionist. And so I taught myself what it was word perfect back then and taught myself all these things. And I just like fell in love with it, being around the attorneys and hearing the stuff they were talking to, seeing the clients come in. And that just quickly became my jam. Oh, wow. So you went from a glamorous high-end hotel to working around attorneys. <laughs> is that is that where you learn how to argue? <laughs> Tell me that's that, the attorney's Help you to be able to argue your point. <laughs> yes, you learn a lot. <laughs> on a job training on a whole different level. <laughs> that part, you learn a whole lot being around attorneys on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Right. I love that. So I know that you've had a lot of experience. You told us about, you know, two of your biggest jobs that you had, you know, some accomplishments in training in. What about a pivotal moment, like, or a decision that you had to make in your life that set you on the path that you're on now? Was it something that happened? Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. So back in 2012, I remember my husband and I were going on vacation with some friends. It was fall in Chicago. So it was around October in Chicago and we were headed down to Naples, Florida. And so when we got to Naples, I slept like almost the whole trip and I couldn't figure out what was going on. But it was like I had very little energy. And, you know, I've always been a person on the go with a thousand things going on. So I just like, oh, okay, you know, you've been working, you got the kids, started thinking about going to school. And so I was trying to figure that out, working full time. And I just like, oh, okay, it's just exhaustion, right? Like, no big deal. I'm just tired. So I'm gonna just rest. So fast forward a few months. February of 2013, 
I get up to go to work in February and I'm like, I can't move. Like I literally could not move. I'm like, Jane, I can't move. Something's wrong. And so we call the doctor. He takes me into the doctor's office. She runs these batteries of tests. And then I go home. I'm still not feeling very well. I can't really get out of the bed. And she calls about a day later. And she says, I need you to go see the rheumatologist. I don't know what a rheumatologist is. I'm like, why? You know how I am. I'm like, why I got to go see the rheumatologist? Just tell me what's wrong. Give me something to fix it and let me go on about my business because I got stuff to do. And she was like, I need you to go see the rheumatologist. And I was like, I'm not going to a rheumatologist. I don't even know what a rheumatologist is, ma'am. So tell me what's wrong and tell me how to fix it. And so she was like, I need you to go see the rheumatologist because I think you might have lupus. Wow. I don't know what lupus is. So I'm like, okay, well, how we fix lupus? Because I got to get back to work. (laughs) And she's like, I don't think it's going to be that simple. I need you to book the appointment with the rheumatologist. Mm. And I said, okay. So I booked the appointment with the rheumatologist. My husband takes me. He does even more tests. And then I get a call a few days later that confirms the diagnosis of systemic lupus. Wow. And so I still didn't really fully understand what that meant. So I had to research and learn what lupus was and figure out what was happening to my body and all the things. And so it was during that period of time of working on recovery, I had to come off of that corporate cushy job that I absolutely love because entrepreneurship was not the dream of mine, right? That wasn't my dream. People don't believe me when I say that today, but that was not my dream. My dream was to crush the glass ceiling in corporate America. That's what I was on. But I had to come off of that corporate, very cushy job that I absolutely loved. And I had to really just focus on my health. And I'm so grateful to my husband for being able to give me that space to do that. Mm. And so during that recovery process, I just said, I don't want to go back. I'm like, Laura, I don't want to go back. So what am I supposed to do? And I clearly heard him say, it's in your hands. Wow. And how old were you when you got the diagnosis? Oh my gosh, Maria, you're going to make me do some math. So how old am I now? I'm 50 now. That was back in 2013, which was what? 10 years ago. So I was 40 years old. Wow. So 10 years since you had the diagnosis, you started the business. So are we celebrating something now? We celebrating an anniversary. It sounds like 10 years. (laughs) Yes, I just made 10 years as an entrepreneur actually earlier this week. That's incredible. 10 years in. So like, you know, I know 10 years is a long time, right? Yeah. And I know there were some obstacles, challenges that you had to face when building your agency. Um, What were some of those that you went through? And then how did you, as a strong Black entrepreneur, how did you overcome all of that? Yeah. So lots of challenges because one, I had to still learn and figure out what was happening with my body, right? And learning how to navigate this thing that I was living with in the moment because I refused to believe that lupus was going to take over my life. I'm a fighter. So I'm like, I don't know much about you and you might win on most days, but I'm going to give it a real good fight. And so as I was building, I had to be conscious of that, right? Because I wasn't able to really go, go, go and deliver, deliver, deliver the way that I typically was. And so 
it became clear to me I was going to need support if I was really going to grow my business the way that I had envisioned it. So I just went head down, jumped in, all in, learned everything I could learn about this online business management, virtual assistant industry. And I put up my website and I just went for it. But I started to build a team very early on. I brought my daughter on as my first person to support me and help me in that. And then once she and I kind of got a cadence and, and people started referring more people, more people, I'm like, well, let me see if I can get somebody else to help. And then I got somebody else to help. And I was like, oh, well, let me see if I can get somebody else to help. And then I got somebody else to help. And I was like, <laughs> I might be on to something now. Then I joined a mentorship program that was like, okay, now tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Because right now I'm just out here in these streets with a whole bunch of people talking about we work it. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. So building this, you know, hey, started with your daughter. Nice job. Keep it in the family. I yes. totally am down for that. What an incredible story of how you started and how you just kept building. Now, you mentioned a mentorship, right? Now, along this journey, have you had mentors or some influential people who played a very important or vital role in getting you from where you started to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Hands down, you know, my family is top of that list because they pray for me. They cared for me behind the scenes when people had no idea what was going on. You know, there were nights my kids were picking me up off the floor because my muscles would give out and I would just hit the floor. So my family for holding me down, my husband for giving me that space to figure out what I really wanted to do. And when I said I didn't want to go back, he was like, don't go back. Right. He was like in full support of that. My mom, who like was praying for me every day, she was like, "We God beats lupus. We don't receive that, right? Like she was praying for me. You know, my doctors, of course, because they were committed to me being well because I was on 14 medications, 14 pills every day just to function in the beginning. And I told them, I can't like, I can't live my life this way. I don't want to live my life this way. And so they understood that and they committed to helping me figure this thing out and slowly started weaning me off of stuff and changing meds and everything until we found something that worked. And so, you know, my healthcare team was really beneficial in that. And then building the agency, I really have to give it up to Tasha Booth. You know, many of you may know who she is. She was actually one of our guests this month. She had a program called Agency Thrive Mind that I joined. It was the first time that I had invested five figures into my own personal development and mentorship outside of college. Of course, college don't count. We all know we all spent big bucks for them degrees. But that was the first time I had invested at that level into an actual program to build something. And it was really scary, right? It was really scary because as an entrepreneur, we've all been there. It's like, I don't know how I'm about to make this payment every month. What in the world am I doing? Is this really going to work? This person better not be no scam, like all the things. But when I got into that program, I knew she was the person because she had built what I was trying to build, right? She built a seven-figure agency. She had a team of 25 people working for her. So I knew that she had the wisdom that I needed to glean from. And so joined that program. And within a year, I literally 100x my revenue. Wow. Let, wait, let's shout out to Tasha, for one, for getting you to see yourself the way that she saw you already. She knew you could do it. It sounded like that was your first yeah. time being in an environment that way. Yeah, she did. She challenged me. And I was like, this lady is crazy. <laughs> 
super, super interesting. So, you know, you had your health issues, right? Yeah. It sounds like you had a few mindset things to like really see yourself the way that we all see you now. Absolutely. Now, you had a lot of things that you could have done to get rich quick or to build your business the wrong way, right? So how yeah. some of those personal values, those personal beliefs influences the choices that you made in building your business the way you have? Yeah. So great question. First of all, my mama don't play them games. Okay. <laughs> my mama <laughs> do not play them games. Okay. And yes, I am 50 years old, but my mama still holds all the weight in my life and I listen to her. So I already knew I could not be out in these streets real reckless. Okay. And then two, I just have a love for people. So I always think about if I were doing business with somebody, how would I want that experience to be? Right. I would want somebody who's going to be honest with me and be in integrity and who's going to give good service and all the things. And so that was a huge component for me. I think the other piece that was really critical in that is because I used to manage two ambulatory care centers. And so I understood how all the moving parts affected the patient at the end of the day. So if things didn't operate the way that they were supposed to, if the teams were not working well together behind the scenes, it was the patient that suffered for it. And so I always keep my client in mind because for me, it's not the patient, it's the client, right? I always keep that in mind when I'm thinking about what are we going to do or how are we going to serve and how do we show up? And that is very important to me. My mom, she don't play that either. I'm with you a thousand percent. My mom is not going out that way at all. So I love how still, you know, family is woven into your story and it's also woven into the foundation of your business, which have gotten you the wonderful results of where you are. Yes. But, you know, we can talk about our beliefs, but we also are going to talk a little bit about motivation. So what motivated you to just go ahead and go all the way in and to pursue those dreams, those goals, even if it was risky, even if it was like, oh, I'm not sure. What was that motivation that just like was inside of your head to say, I've got to do this. I've got to try this. This is probably going to sound so crazy. But I was like, every time I thought about going back to work, I was like, I am not about to be asking for permission to go to the doctor. That was just the craziest thing to me. I'm going to ask you if I can go to the rheumatologist for a very important appointment for my health. And I was like, not happening. Or the fact like early on, I had to take naps at real random times. Like when my body was fatigued or shutting down, like I had to go with what it was doing. And I was like, who's going to let me take a nap in the middle of the day wow. at work? Because if y'all know some companies out there doing it, like hit me up, <laughs> let me know. But I was like, who's going to let me take a nap in the middle of the day? And then I just didn't want to have to always be explaining things to people, mm. right? I'm not going to keep explaining to you why I don't feel well today or why I don't look well today or why I can't come in today or why I can't make a meeting. Like I just was like, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Not me. So we got to make this work because going back is really not an option. Oh, I love that. You know, I have a issue also asking permission to do things. I'm like, we grown, right? We grown. <laughs> I don't need to ask you to go to the bathroom. Can I come in late? No, we we grown. So yes, definitely feel that. So, you know, everything you've gone through, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, what 
advice would you give to other entrepreneurs early in their career, right? Seeking to build this crazy, wild, successful business that aligns with their life, right? Not just any business, but one that actually aligns with the life that they want to live. What's your advice for them? Yeah, I would say, first of all, make sure you understand why you want to get into this thing called entrepreneurship. Why are you building your business? That is super important. Like I have a love for systems and operations and seeing structure and bringing order to people's businesses and just systems in general. Like I have a love for that. I love making life easier for executives and CEOs because that's where I got my early start career from was supporting high level execs. And I enjoyed it. Like I have a love for administration. So make sure you really understand why you want to do this, because if it's just to get away from a boss or just to get away from a job, I got a rude awakening for you. When you get clients, you just gonna have about 10, 15, 20 bosses who all want something different at all different times with all different personalities. It's a whole lot more than just having one person that you're going to be dealing with. So if that's your sole motivation, number one, you're in it for the wrong reason. That's not sustainable. That would be my first thing. My second thing would be to really understand what life it is that you're trying to build. So be clear on the life that you're trying to create so that you create a business that aligns with that. That's my second thing. And then my third thing would be to make sure that you actually build your business in that way and don't be afraid to not be untraditional, right? Like I didn't build my business in the traditional way. Everybody's like, you got to pick a niche. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm kind of go with this with the way that I know how to do it. So I trusted myself. I leaned into my own expertise. And then I just rode the wave with that. And I adjusted and adapted along the way as I learned. And then finally, make sure that you are in community. Getting into real community, like programs with people who were trying to build something like I was trying to build something and being able to tap into that brain trust and being able to have a mentor to ask questions to cut the learning curve changed the game for me. So that is what I would say to the the person thinking about jumping all in. I love that. I absolutely love it. And um, again, I see everything you're saying in your personality, in your work style, in your work ethic. I definitely see, you know, all these pieces that shaped you. Now, okay, what's coming up though? You got any upcoming projects or goals that you're excited about that, you know, we can look forward to supporting you in? Yeah. So it's funny because I was just having this conversation actually just yesterday, I believe with my team and my podcast producer. And I was like, I think I want to start running some challenges around, you know, operation and administrative things because I don't really see a lot of that. And they were just as excited as I was. I was like, okay, so that's what we're doing. So you can look forward. There is going to be a three-day challenge coming up actually this month. And then we're going to have some more coming up in the future as well. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be all about helping you get your time and your productivity together so that you have all these administrative housekeeping things done and ready to go into a smooth 2024. So I'm super, super excited for that. And then I have an amazing course for future VAs out there that want to build a VA business that's going to be coming up at the end of this month as well. Oh, I love it. Challenges are always a great way to get you to push yourself 
further than you could, thought you could. Like it's yes. a lot of things that can happen in those challenges. Three day, five day, whatever it is. It's like, hey, you can get a lot done. So yes, um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Absolutely. And I, I got one last question. I know we, we can talk forever. We could. We really could. If there was advice that you could give to G 10 years ago, right? Of everything you know now, what would you tell her? Stop trying to wait for it to be perfect. Stop waiting to try to know everything there is to know and just get out here in this world and just make a mess while you're building. Because at the end of the day, when I'm behind these scenes and I'm working with my clients, like they are not waiting until it's perfect. They are out here doing what they do best and making a whole lot of money from doing it. And then they hire people like me to come and get the back end together for it. So I would have said, girl, don't wait, just go. Like, you know enough to get started, right? I had 15 plus year corporate career and everything that I learned, right? There were some things I needed to know about the online industry and the online space, but I don't think I needed to spend as much time as I did because I could have trusted that 15 plus year career that I had already had and created to just launch myself out into the deep. So jump into the deep sooner rather than later. I absolutely love that. Just go ahead and get into it. Get messy while you're doing it. You're going to figure it out as you go and make millions while you're figuring it out. Is that what I heard? Right. Is that, that's, that that's what you heard. Okay. That part, that part, that part. Gwendolyn, AKA G money. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for allowing me to interview you today. Thank you for saying yes. We need to do this more often. We need to celebrate you and everything that you have accomplished. And also happy 10 year anniversary. Happy 10 year anniversary. So proud of you. Um, and I can't wait to see what the next 10 years have in store. Thank you so much. Y'all, thank you for joining us today. I love hanging out with my BFF, Maria. We could talk for days, but we won't keep you guys. Make sure you head over to Leaving Behind the Scene. Make sure that you download this episode, share it with a friend, just support us and leave us a rate and review as well. We would love to hear from you and we will see you the next time on Leading Behind the Scene. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scene. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.